0: Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott.
1: And I'm Mickey Mouse talking alarm clock.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That That was was convincing. Did
1: I get it right? You did. Okay. I was told to say that. (laughs) Don't know why I said it.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do.
1: Yeah. Is that the reference to uh, the antique store day? Tis. Tis. (laughs) Hey, if you want to find Disney-related things just generally speaking go to any antique store in the world there it's like every yeah every booth will have at least one mickey mug or an old watch or something
0: unless you're specifically looking for disney stuff you will find nothing
1: yes that's right (laughs) yeah uh antique stores are they're fun you ashley you can like you can hang you can oh i can spend oh yeah
2: hours and hours i am never the first person that wants to leave it's always like yeah okay i'm gonna james is like i'm gonna go wait in the car i guess (laughs) i could i could
0: stay all day in an antique store too
1: i mean it's i love it it's fun but i i'm a little bit quicker of a quick pass kind of guy you know
0: i'm not a shopper but when it comes to stuff like that i love garage sales but i hate being watched by the person right. having the garage oh, sale, yeah. the which is why I'm I like I estate sales. Yes. Ooh, estate they're all dead. They yes! doesn't matter. Garage. Exactly.
1: Totally. And even sometimes they'll hire a company just to do it. Yeah. So they don't care.
0: We went to an estate sale once, and uh, it was this beautiful farmhouse that's been torn down since, but it was beautiful. Old farmhouse. The one it in, in Hillsborough? Hillsborough? It, yeah, it was the one over by... Um, Well, kind of near my house, actually. Gotcha. Yeah. And it used to be on the corner, and you passed it all the time. Anyway, it's gone. We went in, and the whole upstairs was just a normal house. Like, everything inside was just normal. Clearly, some old people lived and died there. Mm -hmm. Lots of Christmas decorations. Lots of, like, crystal glass things. And lots of knickknacks and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, just whatever. Sure. I didn't care. Then we went to the basement okay first of all josh is over six feet tall we're walking down the stairs and he cannot just walk down the stairs the stairs seemed to narrow and shorten as we were getting it was like we were going into (laughs) hell (laughs) the carpet downstairs was a deep magenta it looked brand new don't know how And the whole thing was wood paneled, like all the way. And the ceilings were roughly five and a half feet tall. I barely fit in this basement. Weird. And then we look around and the whole downstairs is dolls. (gasps) All dolls.
2: Can you imagine doing a seance down there?
0: Hundreds and hundreds of dolls. That is where I got you a Miami Ken doll.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's right.
0: I got you a Ken doll for Christmas one year. That's right. It was brand new in the packaging. It was like a nineteen seventies Ken doll.
1: Is it? Are any of those worth anything?
0: I don't know. Probably, yeah, but it's probably it was really are. It was like new baby dolls, mm-hmm. like as seen on TV. Cries when wet, kind sure. of bull crap, and sure. then also really old like uh, porcelain dolls clowns oh. things that were like being oh. held up by stands oh. and then barbies and uh like uh what are they called the poly pockets i mean every kind of doll you can think of this place was plastered in them and it was so freaking terrifying i don't like it and now i'm glad that house is gone Not that's the end of my story i'm
2: kind of sad that i don't get to have a candle lit like seance or ouija board we still experience can. down there
0: knowing you you will. Hey, we can just do it in my basement. That's true. I don't have a basement. I have a crawl space. But oh, the, that's where you would do the that inclusion too. of the yeah.
2: wood paneling and the magenta shag carpet and the dolls was really essential. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's been a minute. Uh, last week, producer Ash took the the helm. She she drove this podcast <laughs> boat. She landed the podcast plane submarine. Submarine. I
2: landed it. That's not a good thing when you're a submarine. No. (laughs) Uh,
1: But thanks for for taking that one. Yeah. Thank you.
2: You're welcome.
0: Life was a little insane, and now we're back.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's Louise, guys. We got Christmas, and then you got the new, year then COVID stuff, and my God, it's just left and right, man. Yeah. Well, there's two fat squirrels on this little tree.
0: Oh, they're so close to me, too. that was literally squirrel yeah (laughs) he just looked out the window and got distracted i mean they're right here so they're so fat and cute i can't see them we can't see them yeah just james
1: it's just in my head
0: (laughs) he's he's having a moment yes well
1: well yeah so with that said how's everyone doing you guys all right great you feel connected to the world no (laughs) ready to do this not at all yeah, I'm I'm awfully scatterbrained, just distracted. I'm I'm so focused on business, such as. Uh, also, I've had a ton of dental work. That's been yeah. Miserable. Hey, if you're listening, uh, I have no advice for you because <laughs> even if you brush your teeth four times a day and floss ev- <laughs> after every meal, you could still end up like me. So, just hope you have good genetics. Thanks. My advice to you is to hope.
0: My advice to you is find different parents if your teeth suck.
1: Oh, I mean, that definitely set me up for failure.
2: Yeah. Coca-Cola for breakfast. Yeah. Because when you start getting a
1: lot of cavities as a kid, those cavities, they don't hold up as you get older. No. And then that, they crack and that turns into root canal. Then when you get a root canal... They grind your teeth down to a nub, so then you have to get a crown. Mm-hmm. And then crowns are crown,
2: breeding grounds for d- just bacteria. Bacteria—they're not just round permanent. Round and round
1: and round, man. Yeah, it's every two years or so. I need root canal. I Need some bullshit.
2: I have a crown
0: that I'm pretty sure is going to fall off at some point. I can like <laughs> put my tongue under it,
1: <laughs> and
0: there's like a just go a ahead. small gap. Are you going
1: to the dentist often? <laughs> oh yeah. Good.
0: Okay. I mean, I go at least once a year, but usually more than that. That
1: should be enough for, yeah, for your status. I don't have I, any
0: new I problems; it's all old minimum. stuff.
1: Right, as long as you're not in pain, you should be all right.
0: No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't know says anyone that's had more dentures than me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've already admitted that when I'm when I'm Dad's age, I will have dentures.
0: Yeah. I look forward to having dentures.
1: Oh, I know. At least mine will be white again. Yeah,
0: I'll get to do two things. Missing One, teeth anymore? I'll get to pull them out and scare kids. Oh yeah. Okay. And two, <laughs> you get to take your teeth out and just clean them overnight.
2: Like yeah. Oh that right. Sound great? Just like a. Just use some mouthwash and yeah, just, that's like it. take out my contacts and yeah. put
0: them in their little fuzzy yeah. stuff, and then take out my teeth and put them in a different fuzzy stuff, and go to sleep totally. blind with no teeth. <laughs>
2: perfect <laughs> whatever the you know, way that god intended
0: i'm getting hotter and hotter by the <laughs> second <laughs>
1: woo, woo. well i hear something off in the distance oh <laughs> do you
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> this <laughs> just in it's cold and shitty at not disneyland
1: <laughs> and probably much nicer at disneyland is what it says <laughs>
2: I kind of phoned in the uh, weather report
0: today. <laughs> I think it's accurate. It's and accurate. No one needs any more than nope, that. January, they know where we live. I'm... They know where Disneyland is. It's
1: Well, they did have a like a tsunami warning. Yeah, they later. sure
0: did. I don't think anything happened. I think the waves were slightly the waves bigger. waves were
1: slightly higher. Yeah. Actually, Ken, there's some footage, drone footage of Cannon Beach. That's a beach in Oregon for those listening. And the, it wasn't like scary, like you're saying, but the waves were all the way up to the land. Oh, wow. So, like, the tide. Yeah. You know, there was no beach. Right. So that is a little freaky.
0: Yeah. You know. Definitely.
1: I, I need some sand space between me and the ocean. <laughs> a little bumper. I need a little bumper. A little buffer.
2: Before we launch into our episode of the day, at said antique store, James found oh yes. many, many packets of unopened Ooh. Robin Hood Prince of so Thieves exciting. trading card packs. And there's one for each of us to open right now. I'm so
0: excited.
1: Robin Hood Prince Prince of of Thieves trading cards. Eight glossy movie cards and one sticker. Ooh, a sticker. Are we opening now? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I told them when Ashley told us we were going to do this, I told her, I really hope I get the old witch, the lady with the white eyes (laughs) that says, (laughs) something vexes you. Yeah.
1: What is she?
2: I have seen our death. I have seen our death. (laughs) The painted man. He oh. haunts my dreams. So it's not just characters; it's like <gasps> moments in the movie. Oh,
0: whoa! Well, I got Kevin Costner.
1: I got the <gasps> evil guy of Gisborne.
0: Wait, look, look—the uh, well, back of I them. It's like spin. they go together.
1: <gasps> what do you mean? They... Oh
0: my god!
1: Oh, so we can connect them? Yeah. Okay, so there's a, there's one that's like a scene, and then there's actual character playing cards. Okay, <laughs> well,
2: I do have. A Will Scarlet character. <laughs> These
0: are hilarious.
1: I have one too. Tempers Flare.
0: I have the evil... Oh, that's
1: Scar- a different.
2: The evil guy of Gisborne. That's the guy... That's, a I have that. Cousin. I have that guy too. Do I, you? I was going to say I was hoping for that guy. See him...
1: Oh. Can, you want to trade?
2: No. I also have... Uh, what's his name? Will Scarlet? Okay.
1: But, yeah. Sarah, you tell the audience what you have.
0: Okay. Okay. So first and foremost... And describe foremost, what you're seeing. I have... Kevin Costner in all his glory. I'm so jealous. I don't have one. Um, Oh wait, I do. Never mind. I can't read the stuff under it because it's so freaking small. But it's it's him looking just devilishly handsome. Oh yes. Right. Then I have a scene called "Condemned to Hang," and it's what it sounds like. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have temple tempers flare with. What is his name? I think there's a... Christian Slater. Phew. And then I've got the evil guy of Gisborne. Yeah. I have mercenary monsters. So,
1: hold hold on. Evil guy of Gisborne is the cousin.
0: Yeah, he's the cousin. cousin. Cousin.
1: Well, at least I didn't use a spoon. That guy.
0: Yes. He's creepy. And then I have the mercenary monsters. It's just a bunch of guys with big axes and stuff. Cool. Another Will Scarlet. It says... Friend or Traitor?
1: Ooh. There was a rich man from Nottingham. Have... <laughs> oh, oh. I what
0: have Fists joke. of Fury. I, know, I have that too. I don't know what that's all about. I've got another Robin Hood. It's the same freaking picture as the one I showed you before, but with a different... um Frame. Frame. Time. Oh, border. And then I have a hero's death with Christian Slater looking <gasps> hot as hell. Oh,
1: what a perfect film. Okay, I'm going to drill through these. Okay. okay. Fists of Fury. Same. Is it the same picture here?
0: Yes. Someone being strangled. It's
1: Christian Slater okay. about to be tied up when he's going to get his head cut off. Remember, because right. all the people are going to be hung and there wasn't room for him to be hung. And then the <gasps> guy goes, right. "There was always room for one more." And <laughs> yeah. then spits on him, yeah, ties, ties him up
2: to the barrel. <laughs>
1: And then Robin does the old bear, right. bone out thing. And Fr- then
2: Robin! Robin!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Huge fan of this movie. Okay, Friend or Traitor.
2: Okay, who same. Who's the Friend or Traitor? That's Christian. Okay.
1: Christian Slater. That's a lot
2: of Christian Slater happening. Did yeah. You
1: find out that he's his brother.
2: <gasps> That's right, I forgot. Brother.
1: Yep, sexy Kevin Costner. Good, good, wow, good. A Hero's Death again, Christian Slater being super smoking hot
2: i think you guys
0: got the same pack
1: awaiting battle
0: i don't have that one
1: more no. christian slater hiding in the bushes another christian Wait, slater tempers I flare i have like mostly christian slater <laughs> the evil guy of gisborne gisborne <laughs> and mercenary monsters the dudes with axes oh those are the the kelts yeah when right after the guy goes to the tree oh yes yeah. Ash, what do you got?
2: Okay, I think that I'm I think I'm reading mine in chronological order as well for the film. I have <laughs> Azeem prays by night. Here he is praying by night. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Morgan Freeman, James.
1: Ooh, the Painted Man.
2: And then I have the Painted Man. Will Scarlet. Okay. The character. Yep. And then I have The Ambush Begins.
0: Ooh. Wow, you got totally different cards.
2: Totally. And Those
1: are Robin's henchmen guys yes friends
2: and then I have out of control which is a fiery scene of battle wow. yeah. Yep, yep.
1: after to the trees the trees start yes. catching on fire
2: and then I have a matter of trust <laughs> with Will Scarlet oh yeah where he's like our oh, father something by-
1: yeah
2: whatever oh yeah that's the you're my you brother you ruined my life yeah and then I have the full romantic arc. I have love at first sight oh between my Robin and May God! Marion. I have
0: Brian Robin Adams. and
2: Marion unite. Oh! And then happily ever after. Everything
0: I do. You got a really good pack. Yeah, do I it for you. I, okay, so now oh, yeah. I think it's important that we put together a master pack that totally tells the p- whole story. The VIP. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, I'm, I'm with you. So you, you found out what the sticker is, right, guys?
0: I don't no. know what mine
2: is. It's one of those those Celt-looking dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the... Ah, la, 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 hee, hee. I don't they think any attack.
0: of mine are a sticker. Oh, It does yes. say peel. Mine is Robin peel.
1: Hood and the gang.
0: Mine is just <gasps> him.
1: you want trade? I you want Robin Hood and his his boys? The gang?
0: Are you going to put this on your hydro flask? I'm going to put it... Next to your Dutch brother's Probably sticker? right next
1: to you on that... <laughs> i think
0: you can just have all of them okay okay yay yay
1: cute well that was fun ash
0: so that the song from that movie the everything yeah that one yeah that was my first slow dance with a boy dude sixth grade dance how How did you not marry that his name was ryan abel
1: (gasps) ryan adams Nope, not Ryan. Brian Brian Adams is his name. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Adams is a different folk singer. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Very cool. Hey, I miss... You know, those kind of movies ruled because they were fun, dramatic. They were really romantic. And they always had fun singles that were attached to it with a fun MTV video.
2: (laughs) Where it's set in the movie.
1: Yes. Oh, my
0: God. Man, I miss music videos so much. Right? I mean, you can still find them. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, but you st- have to like look for them.
1: Well, uh, yeah, artists and bands still put them out, but they're just on YouTube.
0: Yeah. But That's you it. just you have to like know what you're looking for. Yeah, what you're
1: looking, right. You and have to have some sense. I of, miss
0: putting MTV on yeah. and just watching and they did whatever they told you to watch. Because
1: the VJ would tell yeah, you what to watch.
0: Exactly. Man. I dig it.
1: I always thought that if someone I don't know how you would do it though, because people just have such a short attention span. But if someone did MTV right and brought it back i don't i don't know like an internet show or something
0: yeah i think you're right though that the attention span everybody wants to be able to skip to the next thing right they're like oh i don't like this song or i've seen this too many times they don't want to watch it god it was such a
1: huge part of our childhood huge huge i mean they defined cool they defined culture
0: josh wasn't allowed to watch mtv really at all and he'd get caught every once in a while. Like nice. his parents would be gone and he'd watch MTV and then he'd turn the TV off Nice when they got home. It was the coolest And then man. they would turn the TV back on. <gasps> Evidence.
1: Whoa. I remember you know? mom telling me to get outside and go play because mm-hmm. I was just parked in front of that thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting around watching yeah. MTV as a family though. Like we used to sit and watch MTV. Oh, yeah. we just watch music videos well, kid, together. Yeah, we
1: would. Siblings would. Well, even
0: totally. mom and dad. Really? Like, yeah. I remember doing that mm-hmm. in the desert. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that was fun. Lots of good times. Robin Hood is just a great classic pop culture movie. If you haven't watched it in a while, check it out,
2: man.
0: It was one yeah. of the best and cheesiest songs of all time. Yeah, I Love it.
2: So I was preparing for an episode that would be about gross historical inaccuracies in Disney filmdom.
0: Okay. Excellent.
2: And then I realize I'm just going to break it down one by one because there's just too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. focus on one aspect. So this is part one of gross historical inaccuracies. Okay, AKA, well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> AKA, I'm only here to bum you out. Wait, is
1: this? So are you saying it's um, like one movie or just one one topic? You're saying
2: one movie but i'm not going to commit to that being the one thing
0: got it okay this okay. time
2: around it's one movie okay now i am here to bum you out you're not going to enjoy it oh i can't wait but i do have fun facts you probably didn't know so whenever it gets too sad or too dark or too <laughs> upsetting just go just you know time out yeah fun fact time
0: okay, 30, okay.
2: or whatever I whatever see. trigger word you want to use okay
0: I'm going to say cantaloupe is my okay. trigger word.
2: Cantaloupe. Yeah. Um, you, when you say cantaloupe, I'll give a fun fact. Thank you. I'll say banana. Okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have really different them. fruits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right up front, my sources for the most part are history versus Hollywood, The Mirror, and Mental Floss. So.
0: I'm such an idiot. You started saying that, and I was thinking, I don't know this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror and mental flaws. It does sound like I a I was movie. like, wait, we're talking about a movie I've never seen. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Today, we're going to be talking about the heartwarming, sweet, wonderfully done film, Saving Mr. Banks. Ooh.
0: Oh. Oh, it is all of okay.
2: those things. Yep. So, for those who have not seen it, or as a reminder of the plot of the movie, uh, P. L. Travers is an author in a bind. Walt Disney wants to buy the rights to her book, Mary Poppins, to turn it into a film. And while she doesn't want to sell, she is desperately strapped for cash. She agrees to be flown out to Los Angeles to hear Mr. Disney's pitch, but she refuses to, le- to let her beloved character be turned into a fantasy. Along her journey, she reflects back upon her childhood in which her loving father set up fantasy scenarios to distract her from the looming threats to their well-being, such as the collapsing job market and his own alcoholism. (laughs) She agrees to let Disney begin production on Mary Poppins, but she holds the contract for the rights in her purse, meaning at any time she can refuse, and all of Disney's work would be for naught. While Disney desperately tries to figure out a way to reach this woman on an emotional level, she desperately seeks a single human being in Los Angeles who can relate to her outside of her kindly limo mm. driver. No one else in the city seems to be sensitive to her cause.
1: that limo driver is played by Paul Giamatti sure in is movie.
2: and his character is an amalgamation of many characters I was wondering that so not one single person mm. huh. liars bunch of bunch of liars. liars. <laughs> Once, <laughs> once Disney realizes that Mary Poppins isn't a savior for the children, but rather a savior for their father, Travers finds that perhaps a film version of Mary Poppins might be salvageable after all. Mm. Total nonsense. Total nonsense. I mean, not partial nonsense.
1: <laughs> oh, and that's uh, who plays the dad? What's his name?
2: Colin Farrell. Yes. Yeah.
1: Cute guy, Irish guy.
2: Cute guy, Irish guy. Yeah. And, of course, Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney. Yep. Emma Thompson plays P.L. Travers. Yes.
0: I love Not Emma Mary Thompson Poppins. so much. Oh,
1: so good.
2: And then Jason Schwartzman and B.J. Novak play the Sherman Brothers. Yep. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Right.
1: They did a really good job, too. hmm I mean, the, the whole movie was really well done. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So a lot of things were right
1: in the okay. storyline.
2: More things were wrong. Really? Excellent. Let's start...
1: Ro- like, wrong? Or, like, you know, to write a screenplay, you have to blend characters? Like, like well, the limo driver. There's
2: a lot of Just not. rewriting of history. Interesting. Some of... A lot of it's not egregious. Okay. But I would say that the general theme behind the entire movie is the complete farce. Right. Okay. Which is sad. Yeah. Uh, I totally bought it. Let me know when you're going to announce too. your fruit. Okay.
1: I I've heard of... Wait, okay, just a reminder, the fruit is like...
0: You're feeling sad.
1: I'm feeling sad. You need a break
0: from the sad. You know what? Cantaloupe. Okay.
1: (laughs) Just right off the bat.
2: Pumbaa is the first Disney character to ever fart on screen. Yay!
1: Oh, that did make me feel good. I'm
2: happier
0: now. Okay. Okay. All right.
2: Okay. Let's go. Her life and inspiration. That's where we'll start. Travers' father, Travers Robert Goff, was indeed an alcoholic. Okay. You don't want that to be the real thing, but, but there it is. is.
0: That's okay. the real thing.
2: He was also a bank manager before being demoted to a bank clerk.
1: And this was in Australia? Tis. Okay, so that's true.
2: He was, a same as in the movie, he was a bank manager, and then he was demoted to a bank clerk, dying of influenza in his early 40s and uh-huh. leaving his family destitute. Jeez. Wow. P.L. Travers was only seven at the time of her father's death.
1: Th- that tracks with the movie. Yep. Yeah.
2: Her mother, born Margaret Moorhead, hailed from an affluent sugar refining dynasty. However, Margaret had lost most of her inheritance when the Queensland National Bank was discovered insolvent. Margaret and her three daughters left their large Queensland, Australia home, where they had servants and a horse drawn carriage for a tin roofed <laughs> shack where they had to live. By
1: the way, The bank just went...
2: Insolvent.
1: Insolvent. So now you just don't have your wealth. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Bye. That doesn't really happen anymore. No, everything's
0: insured now.
1: Yeah, you can lose like... And people lose like their 401ks, -hmm. stock market crashes. Things do happen, but not to that degree anymore. Yeah. There's no like run on the bank.
0: No, well, and if you put your money in the bank, it's not like... Well... I mean, it, is, it, it still could happen. It's insured, but, but it
1: is scary because your money doesn't exist in the bank.
0: No, it doesn't exist.
1: doesn't exist. It's
0: all a digital, it's an it's, idea of money.
1: And also, that's how banks make me- business, or right. that's how they make profit. Yeah. They're a for-profit business. Uh-huh. They make money by investing your money in the stock market. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just sit there somewhere. Right. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just thought that was crazy.
2: So, they get become Destitute. Yep. His drinking gets out of control. This is very much in the movie, and then he dies when she's only seven years old.
1: I mean, I'm getting close to a banana right now. You know what I mean? We'll hold off. I'm sad. Just,
2: like one <laughs> yeah. sentence. <Getting> sad. <laughs> so, as in the movie, uh, Travers' mother really did attempt suicide after Travers' father's death. You ready for a fruit? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with your thing, Sarah. let will just cantaloupe. We'll make it okay concise. Okay.
2: The muses in Hercules were intended to be voiced by the Spice Girls. Oh, I knew
1: that actually. Oh my gosh. And I love that. Who were they voiced by?
2: I don't know. Well, that doesn't a make bunch me of happy. Other people. That makes me sad. It's a fun fact.
1: Oh, it's a fun fact.
2: It's not, I'm here to cheer you up.
1: It's just a fun fact.
2: It's just fun fact. Got Palette it. Palate cleanser.
1: Okay, fun fact. Yeah.
2: Neat. Okay. So, she did attempt suicide after her husband's death. Okay. Her mother, stricken with grief, informed her seven-year-old daughter that she was going to drown herself in a nearby lake. Jesus. Telling her daughter to look after her two younger sisters, oh, Moya and Biddy. That was in the movie. Yes. It was, but not that oh, no. same way. She no, didn't she tell was her. just going like to
1: was... kill herself,
2: I feel like.
0: Right? No, she was the mom was going to kill herself, but she like just sort of walks away from the house. Yeah, well, she, that's never, she never
2: has a sit-down saying, listen, listen. seven-year-old, I'm going to kill myself. And now drown you're myself. their mom. You're in charge now.
1: No, yeah. I I think in the movie, she wanders off to like a pond or something, and Mm -hmm. and the daughter follows her. Yes. And saves her in the moment. Yes. Because she sees her kid. She's like, I can't do this.
2: Thankfully, Margaret Goff's suicide attempt was unsuccessful, and she returned home. But the event left a permanent scar on young P.L. Can you
0: even drown yourself? Really? It
2: happens. I mean... I think think it requires you to not be good... Yeah, swimming. other I don't think I That's true. Do it.
0: If you threw yourself off of something into water you But just walking uh, into a lake. Just like wading into a still well, like lake, people that
1: jump off like the Golden Gate Bridge.
0: They die from impact. They
1: just die from impact, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a miserable death?
0: Well yeah. I think it's probably really fast.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so but
0: if, fall isn't
1: that's what I'm asking. Like is it like hitting tend concrete to regret their just decision die? once they've jumped. Once they
2: jump. So yeah. I would consider that miserable.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: this has been fun. <laughs> Cantaloupe! Cantaloupe! <Cantalope. laughs> <laughs> the Beatles almost had roles in a Disney movie. <gasps> they were meant to be the voices of the Vultures and the Jungle Book.
0: Yay! No wow. Well, they totally look like them. Yeah. They've got their little Beatles haircuts. And they yep. do
2: kind of, they talk kind of like Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you Ringo. want to do. <laughs> Um, Mary Poppins, the character, was at least partially inspired by Helen Moorhead, a maid and great aunt who had come to stay with P.L. Travers and her two sisters after her mother's suicide attempt. Referred to as Aunt Ellie, she was a reliable relative who brought order and discipline to the household. Much like Mary Poppins in the books, she was also formidable, bossy, and stern. In addition, she carried with her a parrot umbrella. <gasps> That was a cute fact. That no was real? Way. Yeah. Oh, so it it I love that. Yep.
1: Because they kind of imply that a lot in the movie, that a lot of, what's the author's name? P.L. P. L. Travers. P.L. Travers, that a lot of her personal life in real life, you know, made it into the book. Yeah. Which is so cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, next chapter, adapting the story into film. She writes the book. Now, they're, they're trying to get those rights. Right. To make it into a movie. Yes. So Walt Disney did indeed promise his daughters that he'd turn their favorite book, Mary Poppins, into a movie. Okay. He had no idea that it would take 20 years to do it.
1: <gasps> and it really did take 20 years. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: He spent 20 years working on P.L. Travers via letters and phone calls before she finally gave in to his pleas. Right.
1: It's not like you could just shoot an email. Right. She had to... Ha- type a letter or handwrite a letter, send <laughs> yep. it to the UK. <laughs> I'd assume she lived in the UK. Yep. Wow.
2: She had nothing but disdain for Disney. Yes. So they yeah. that is they something make that, that it clear. starts with. Yep. Yep. Never having been a fan of him or his work, her review of Disney's first full length animated feature film, 1937's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, she wrote Oh, he's clever this Disney. The very pith of his secret is the enlargement of the animal world and a corresponding deflation of all human values. Wow. There is a profound cynicism at the root of his as of all sentimentality.
1: Interesting. I often wonder what people's cuz you have no point of reference. You know, we're 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 a generation that's used to animated things.
0: Mhm.
1: And you know, animals having human-like traits and all that kind of stuff. We're used to that. But imagine being in a time when those movies first came out. It was either amazing and impressive and you loved it or you probably hated it.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like I would be completely won over by it. If it was the first time I'd ever seen it, I think I'd be 100%
2: in. And not like, this is just demeaning to humans. Right. I think (laughs)
1: there's something universally charming about those movies and how... How the animators animated uh, animals and stuff. It's just cute. Mm -hmm. It's just.
2: By the way, animators, animated animals. (laughs) Animators, animated animals.
1: Animators, animated animals.
2: (laughs) Wow. Fan name, I call it. (laughs) So she did, in fact, come to California. But unlike in the film, Travers had already essentially signed away her work to Disney in 1960 before she even met him and before going to his studio.
1: Oh, why? Interesting. So she agreed to it before...
2: Before she even came out.
0: Huh. Interesting.
2: The film, conversely, doesn't even start its story until 1961, in which we see Disney using sentimentality to try to convince her to sign the rights over, which she had already done long before, and for much more practical reasons than the movie supposes. Interesting. Unlike the plot of basically the entire movie... Walt Disney didn't actually work with P.L. Travers like he does in Saving Mr. Banks. After he got the rights to her work, he didn't feel like sticking around to work with P.L. Travers on the script. Instead, he got the Sherman brothers to do that. It took two, quote, grueling weeks for Walt Disney's team to convince the author to allow them to turn her beloved book, Mary Poppins, into a movie. But
1: that's in the the movie. Disney's not... her side writing the script it is the sherman brothers
2: yeah right
1: like all those recordings just
0: but it shows them like
2: there's a lot of conversations that he would have with her in person and there's right. up, further scenes that are coming that i haven't spoken about yet right
1: and the fact that she had already released the rights yes prior to the what yeah. we know as a movie that's that's interesting yeah huh
2: um so a songwriter richard sherman writes i find myself getting angry when i relive it My stomach tightens when I talk about it. Wow. (laughs) Additionally, Walt Disney and uh, Mary Poppins author P.L. Travers did not ever visit Disneyland together.
0: Oh, Oh, that is sad. breaks
2: my little heart. Cantaloupe? Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Golly. Uh, Bruce the vegetarian shark from Finding Nemo was named after the animatronic shark used while filming Jaws. Oh.
0: Oh, Oh, Bruce. Oh, Brucey. That's cute.
2: It is cute.
0: Bruce?
1: That's a good Australian name. Bruce?
0: Fish are friends. Fish Not are food. Friends.
1: Not food. Oh, little Bruce. Okay. All right. Let's dig back in.
2: In the movie, Travers truly disliked the songs created from Mary Poppins, which, right. according to Richard Sherman... She hated everything, <laughs> like in the movie. The real P.L. Travers insisted that they not make up words. For instance, having the chimney sweep Bert rhyming constable with responsible, <laughs> so accurate, accurate. Thank okay. God the Sherman
1: brothers won that battle. Yeah. yeah sheesh. Um, she just did not like any anything she, anything like that. silly. Anything silly. Or
0: really, anything like happy her. at all? <laughs> right? She was anti happy. <laughs>
1: God, I mean, her dad died.
0: Okay, yeah, but come on,
1: flu-infested man. Come on, forty. Come on, yeah.
0: Also, she's P.L. Travers. Yeah,
1: Yeah.
0: what does she go by? P.L.
1: Hey, P.L. There's
0: no way, right? She had to have gone. Maybe she just went by Travers. Yeah, her. So
2: her real name is Pamela Linden Travers, but she changed it to P.L.
1: For an author, thing. For, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. probably because women weren't very successful at writing, true. Um, yeah. so yeah, just like in Little Woman, how she becomes, um, oh, it's so just kind of the gender, March, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Joe
1: March, well, in the movie, I think Disney refers to her as Pamela,
0: yeah, Pamela, Pamela. Oh, right, I do remember that now.
1: I just love your Walt Disney voice,
0: Pamela, Pamela,
1: Pamela. Stern, but kind.
2: (laughs) Um, Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. So back to the Shermans, the poor, poor Shermans. In the movie, Travers makes a shitty remark after learning that Robert Sherman had been shot in the leg. It's hardly surprising, she says. (gasps) Robert Sherman's limp was the result of being shot in the knee while charging a hill during World War II, for which he was awarded a Purple Heart.
1: Yeah, he's a bad mofo.
2: At only 19 years of age, he had also taken part in the liberation of the Dachau concentration camp.
1: Yep, it's Dang. A real bad... no. So, wait—you're saying that that's not true? That she didn't say that? Or she did say that. She
2: did say that. What a
1: total c-word! <laughs> Why would you say such a thing?
2: <laughs> she's, she's well, kind of it's a C not word.
0: surprising, you know. <laughs> yeah.
2: In the movie, it is the song Let's Go Fly a Kite that mm. won her over as mm. Travers begins tapping her toes when she first hears it. Right, 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 right. However, according to Richard Sherman, Feed the Birds was actually the song that broke her. Slightly. Wasn't that <laughs> Slightly. also... Slightly. <laughs> well,
1: that's interesting because I think that was Walt Disney's favorite song. I think that is true, actually. That's that's like a widely accepted thing that that was Walt Disney's favorite Disney
0: According to the Sherman Brothers documentary, yeah, I think that's 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 true.
1: Yeah,
2: Feed the Birds.
0: Yeah, wasn't that the or no, it's like
1: the bro, bro or what's that called?
0: I don't remember what it's called.
1: Oh, yes, the song Feed the Birds. Sorry, the documentary is called something else.
0: Yeah, he would make them play it. It's
1: like the boys or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah, the dudes, the dudes, the guys, the fellas, you know. Those
1: guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those guys. I don't know what it's called.
2: So what did change her mind? The short answer is money. Ah. As explained in the movie, the royalties from her book were dwindling, and her lawyer encouraged her to allow Disney to adapt the book for the screen. She reluctantly agreed, eventually, and was given $100,000 in advance, plus 5% of the film's royalties, which would later turn her into a multimillionaire. Yeah. Dang. Totally, And she was also given the chance to personally approve the script. Although Damn. that might have just been more of a... Um,
1: $100,000 in 1960-something?
2: Yeah. Huh. Let's see.
1: I mean, it's. I think it's like 10 times the amount. Uh-huh. It's something like that. So that's a lot for a cash advance plus 5% royalties on one of the most successful movies of its time.
0: It is kind of nuts to me, though, that... You only get 5% royalties for writing the whole story. But. Yeah,
1: but it's a movie. I, I There's know. There's so much involved that she had nothing to do with I it. I know. Yeah. But I, I know what you mean. I mean, they have to buy the rights. Then she gets a cash advance. Yeah. And she gets 5% forever. That's, yes. It's a lot of. So
2: $100,000 in 1961 is about $932,000. Dang.
1: So Dang. yeah. So nearly a million bucks up front. Just
2: as a thank you for letting us do this. Yep. Wow.
1: I'm going to write a book.
2: Yeah. And then Often, I'm going to
0: sell it to someone.
1: You're actually, you t- you typically make more money if you write a book so that they adapt it to a screenplay than if you write a screenplay and sell it to a Oh, studio. funny. Yeah. Well. I, I think that's right. That's it.
0: I'm going to become an author.
1: Often studios, especially if you're like a mid-level writer, they just pay, they just buy scripts. Yeah, and they put them in a vault. They may use them, they may not. But you get ten grand, right. for a couple of years of work. You know, it's not a lot. You have to be like top tier writers to make any money mm-hmm. through an agency. Yep, this has That's been scriptwriting update from James.
2: <laughs> okay, as in the movie, Travers did continuously insist that the animated sequences be cut, even while at the film's premiere.
1: Come on!
2: After seeing the premiere,
1: Those little penguins,
2: which she was not invited to. More on that in a bit. Oh. A distraught Travers went up to Disney and demanded that the animation be cut from the film. No way. What a pain
1: in the behind she was.
2: Pamela, that ship has sailed, Disney replied before walking away. Wait, say it right. Pamela, that ship has sailed. (laughs) Thank you. But then he smiles. No, I don't think he smiles at her.
0: (laughs) takes a long drag of a cigarette that he does not smoke.
2: Right. Other things she hated about the film include the animated horse and pig. Come on. The song Let's Go Fly a Kite. Come on. The notion that Mary Poppins would have a romance with a mere chimney sweep. Oh. Turning Mrs. Banks into a suffragette. Naming Mrs. Banks Cynthia instead of Winifred, but Travers won that battle. So it was, she was oh. named Winifred instead of Cynthia. Okay. I like that. Yeah. The grandness of the Banks House, the inclusion of certain American words and phrases, the casting of Dick Van Dyke and Julie Andrews. Wow. She felt that Andrews was too pretty compared to the plain, short, and thin lady in the book, and the general portrayal of Mary Poppins' character in general. She was supposed to be tart and sharp, rude, plain and vain. Wow. I mean, she kind of is. She kind of is. I mean... But sweet.
1: Also... If you I mean, to her credit, she never liked Walt Disney. Yeah. she didn't like Disney, the, like the whole vibe, mm-hmm. the, the IP of it. So it just seems like it's an odd choice to, to even let him do it because you could have seen that story be made into a film in an entirely different way. No yeah musical right no, it could have just been a story. Well, kind of a sad story, even. And
0: honestly, like Disney could have done so much more with it in a much Magical. L- more lighthearted oh, way than Oh, For he did. sure. I, I mean, know.
1: It's a dark movie. It is. Yeah. And
0: it seems to me like she probably got a better deal than she could have.
1: Sure. Going yeah. with
0: Disney. And I don't mean that it wouldn't have been as good or whatever, but, but it just, would have
1: been less successful.
0: It could have been much more goofy and yep.
2: and i mean come on mm. don't look a gift horse in the mouth like, right you know, need money man. yeah
1: yeah and you know we all know the walt disney company today is like the biggest corporation one of them as they are but they have been a humongous film studio forever mm-hmm. since the 30s like they were one of the top ones so to to have gotten your your book made into a script back then from the disney studios that's a huge deal yeah that's like marvel today or you know (laughs) whatever (laughs) crazy
2: so as i said above um p.l travers was not formally invited to the 1964 mary poppins premiere after repeatedly contacting the studio during the production to voice her objections and to attack the movie's director and producers, Disney decided it was best that she wasn't at the premiere. <laughs> Although, she did show up, crying in anger and frustration by the end. Oh my god. Cantaloupe.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that was an option. Yeah, can't a freaking lope
2: Pocahontas is the only Disney princess with a tattoo. Really? Oh. Wow. You don't say. Fun fact.
0: Wait a minute, I'm calling BS on that. I know it's got to be a BS, right? Atlantis.
1: She has don't, a tattoo in that.
0: They all do, but princess. Don't I? I think she's a princess. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Actually, it.
1: that's one that you wanted us to watch, right?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I like Atlantis. I think it's cute. But it's, it's not like
1: Lilo and Stitch you're like no, you got to watch this. No. Got it. All you right. You still haven't watched
0: it again, have you? No,
1: we have not.
2: What
0: are you doing with your life?
2: Hey, we sat on Christmas presents for 3 years that just sat in the house. <laughs> That's right. So.
1: Unopened Christmas yeah. presents. What? Yeah. Didn't even well, to be fair, we didn't know they were there for like 2
0: Most years. Most
2: of the time.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> they were to you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. From and,
1: and to other From people. From my cousin. Into like her dad and her
2: oh, mom. No. <laughs> they arrived after Christmas one year, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna wait until we're all together again. So maybe like my dad's birthday." Then that didn't happen. Maybe and then you know, COVID something, happened. and then COVID happened. So, oh my god! Aware, and then I kept like, seeing them and yeah. being like, oh yeah, "Oh yeah, there's Christmas presents."
0: That's so funny.
2: <laughs> I finally opened them this year, yep.
0: and they were just a bunch of rotten fruit. No, yeah. thankfully, God.
2: <laughs> so why did she cry at the premiere?
1: Because she was relentlessly awful? <laughs> God.
2: In the movie, Travers did cry at the premiere of Mary Poppins from apparent happiness and relief. Yeah. In reality, she was very unhappy with how the story was portrayed. She hated the inclusion of partially animated scenes. And in a letter to her lawyer, well, Travers described shit. her horror over what she had seen in the premiere. As chalk is to cheese, so is the film to the book.
0: Chalk is to cheese?
2: Yeah. Does That's that a new mean? one. As chalk is to cheese. What does that mean? So is the book, no film to the book. Like, they're just that? so
0: different. As chalk is to jam, cho- Like, right. like yeah, right.
2: you don't want to eat chalk unless you're on My Strange Addiction. Okay. Yeah. Unless are British. pica.
1: They eat garbage over there. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they eat chalk.
2: Um, so as chalk is the cheese, so is the film to the book. Right. Tears ran down my cheeks because it was all so distorted. I was so shocked I felt that I would never write, let alone smile again. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Jeez. She's insufferable. What baby. God.
2: In a rare 1977 interview, P.L. Travers commented on the legacy of the film. I've seen it once or twice and I've learned to live with it. It's glamorous, and it's a good film on its own level, but I don't think it's very much like my books.
0: Okay, that's fair. That's sure. fair.
2: I mean, I
1: respect people's artistic vision. I really do, but...
2: I'll never smile again. But what did you never? expect? Yeah. Never.
1: The Disney studio made your your story into a film, and they are making the movie, not you. Yep. That's the problem with being a writer. If you want it to stay a book, and you want it to stay your vision, don't sell the rights. When yeah. they make it into a movie, you give that up.
0: Or make your own movie. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, like like Harry Potter was made into movies, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When she signed on, she she basically made a deal where she was involved in the film. Mm-hmm. But only to, to a certain degree. They still, the director and the producer, they're they're paying so much money into those movies. Yeah. They're going to do whatever the fuck they want at the end mm-hmm. of the day. As they and should. And they
0: did a great job. They did a job. great job.
1: It's a movie, not a book. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the... Di- I don't understand. Like, people that get mad at ad- adaptations of books, you're like, well, it's a different medium, you ding-dong. Also, they have to tell a story in a visual way.
0: Yeah, and they have to tell it faster.
1: Fast. Really fast. You can't get have all it. that
0: inner monologue no. and all the descriptions of no. things. You have to portray it the way that you can show it. Yes, yes. And, yeah, I mean, it doesn't always... Just like... Also, when you're reading a book, everyone who reads... A, a description of a person for example exactly you have a different voice in your head uh-huh. you have a different idea of what this person looks like so then when you watch the movie it's not gonna it's never going to be right no except in harry potter freaking spot <laughs> right. on I, yeah. for me anyway i was like whoa it's like they were in my head
1: and they did it early enough where like not enough nah, maybe i'm wrong maybe a lot of people had read those books before they were made into the movies but at least it was early ish. It wasn't like 35 years later mm-hmm. they made them into movies. But yeah, I mean, like the reason they adapt a screenplay, that's why it's called adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Because you can't take a book and make a movie out of a book. Right. You have to rewrite it. Yep. Interior.
2: I mean, to her credit, they so you never have to describe have the, what they're doing. You know, the dancing penguins and stuff. Like, no. There's a lot of no, things that were added. But it's
1: Walt Disney. Yeah. That that was his oh, vision yeah. no, of I'm, her I'm book. on his side you know of this.
2: <laughs> yes. It, <laughs> always. And
0: at the
1: end of the day, it's just funny that she's so like, she's not, it's not Stephen King. It's not like some serious author that wrote like serious. She wrote a book about a flying uh, uh, babysitter. Nanny? Nanny. Exactly. You know, like it is magical. It is this very bizarre story for sure. I mean, I could have seen it, like, if Charlie Kaufman remade it or something, it could be this wild, like, mind-bending story, <laughs> his nanny that can fly in an umbrella. It'd be nuts.
0: Could have made it into a horror movie. Yeah,
1: exactly. She's back! Ah! <laughs> How did she fit that into her purse?
2: Well, Travers's <laughs> feud with Walt Disney would continue up to and beyond her death prohibiting Disney from adapting any more of her books and vigorously protecting the stage rights to Mary Poppins. Wow. Her will stipulated that if a stage musical was ever to be made, that no one from the original film production was to be involved, including the Sherman brothers.
1: Wow, she's spiteful.
2: Mm -hmm. And only English-born writers could be used, no Americans. Oh
0: my God.
1: Punk. She was even British. She was born in Australia.
2: She lived in great
0: britain for a while yeah it's true and i mean let's be
1: honest in australia it's not what, a real country what's the difference no there is no difference i'm such a you jerk you know how and... i feel about this
0: <laughs> i do time. let's I wrap do. it all up canada australia, australia.
1: england make them one if they were at one point
0: they, they may not touch but they should be one <laughs> country
1: there should be western europe eastern europe Asia is all one thing.
2: I mean, it's like how, you know, Michigan has Sheesh. the peninsula that's it's not connected to it in any no. way, but it's Michigan. Oh,
1: and But to be fair, that's how I feel about America, too. It's the West Coast, Midwest, East Coast, South. Yeah. Right. That should be four states.
0: <laughs> and then the
1: island. <laughs> and then the island.
0: <laughs> and Alaska? What is Alaska oh, doing? Get, oh, Give it back Alaska to Alaska can kick rocks. <laughs> what are we doing?
1: We get rid of Alaska. Hawaii? What are we doing? That's five hours in the ocean on an airplane. <laughs> Why is that
0: part of America?
1: It's offensive. Get it rid is.
0: of it. I oh. love it, but oh. it shouldn't be ours.
1: We we got to talk about that. We got to do a Hawaii trip and stat. Okay. Can we? <laughs> yeah. Can we actually? I. You get this one going, and it's going to happen.
2: I'll I'll do it. All right. All right. Fun Traverse fact. Ooh. Travers's publisher was the son of Peter Pan author <gasps> J. M. Barry. No way! A
0: connection.
2: It's no coincidence <laughs> that there are similarities between Mary Poppins and Barry's high-flying Pan. Travers's publisher was Peter Davies, the adopted son of J. M. Barry and the inspiration for Peter Pan. I guess
1: there is kind of some similarities, like the nanny child lost, sure. but kinda.
2: Less um, fun fact. Davies later committed suicide, partially okay. as the result of his lifelong association with the pan character.
1: <gasps> no way, with the author? Yeah, cantaloupe. The author did that? You said? Dave no. Davies is not no the Who,
2: son of the author.
1: The son of the author Killed committed himself. suicide because he had
0: a lifelong connection yeah.
1: to his father writing Peter Pan.
2: Because well, in, or... in his world, he was the inspiration for Peter Pan. Right.
1: Oh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Do you I was... see? <laughs> I see, I see, I see. <laughs> Fun fact. Come okay. on, cantaloupe. Dog. Yeah,
2: cantaloupe. If Braves Merida straightened her curly hair, it would be four feet long.
1: Oh. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. It's
0: kind of an underrated movie. I think it would be longer than that. Yeah, it seems I feel like, like it would wrap around her body multiple times. Ugh.
2: Just imagine swimming with hair like that. Oh,
0: <laughs> A shower Ugh. would just take so long. You clog
1: your shower every single day. Yeah.
2: So I have a bonus s- story about P.L. Travers. Let's hear okay. It. This story was not shown in the film. P.L. Travers kind of ruined the lives of two boys.
0: Ooh. That sounds appropriate. <laughs> kind of ruined the lives. Sounds like okay. a big old
2: bully. In nineteen forty, she became aware of a destitute family that she knew in Ireland who were looking to looking for someone to adopt their infant identical twins. Okay. The children had been born to an irresponsible father and an inept mother, and were in the care of their grandparents who were having trouble coping with the responsibility of raising four children. Mm. They arranged for a family friend from London, Pamela Lyndon Travers, to adopt both of the infant twins. At least that was their understanding.
1: She was a lonely, barren woman, right? She had no children. <laughs> I'm just going to take a guess. She never had kids. She never had dogs. She didn't have anything.
2: Well, Travers was approaching her 40th birthday and had given up hope on finding a lasting relationship that might produce biological children. Yeah, okay.
1: Really? Huh? What a what Shocking. a surprise.
2: More enticing, the twins were the grandchildren of Joseph Hone, an Irish writer and the biographer of poet W.B. Yeats. Travers' idol... Whom she knew personally, and she was attracted to the literary lineage of the twins. So it was very like, oh,
0: okay. I'm going to adopt
2: these twins uh, because they have their, you know, pure, right. blood,
1: of pure blood of literature. Sure. <laughs> I'm surprised she'd want to adopt Irish boys because she's so racist
2: Yeah, and wants well, only white.
1: English. Yeah, I guess you're right.
2: Upon her arrival in Ireland, Travers chose to adopt only Camillus. <gasps> but not his twin brother Anthony.
1: Wow. Subsequently,
2: splitting up the pair. Wow. She based wow. which one to choose on the advice of her astrologer, who <laughs> had advised her to select the first-born boy. Oh
0: my! So God. she's also super smart. Yes, yeah, yeah. super okay. smart.
2: Wow. While Camillus was whisked off to a life of wealth and privilege in London, his brother Anthony was left to be cared for by neglectful relatives. Wow. Wow. Pamela Travers saw herself as Mary Poppins and thought she could play Poppins with poor little Camillus, said the boy's oldest brother, Joseph. I don't think Travers was fit to bring up children, you don't say. Appalled by her new son crying at night, (laughs) at one point Travers considered sending the infant to a baby's home in Tunbridge Wells. She eventually got along better with the child, but still shipped him off to boarding school while she continued to focus on her career.
1: I mean, the kid that stayed back with the grandparents in Ireland probably did better in the well, end.
2: You, hold on.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I got a cantaloupe almost ready to go now.
2: The packing cantaloupes? Yeah, packing. The twins reunited at age 17 when Tony showed up unannounced on PL Travers' doorstep to meet his brother Camillus. Mm-hmm. Travers had previously told Camillus that he was her own and that his father had died of an accident in the colonies where he was a wealthy sugar magnate. What a bitch! Yeah. Oh my god. The two brothers had little in common other than a fondness for alcohol, uh, and would only see each Irish. other occasional, no. uh, and would only see each other occasionally in the years that followed. Camillus eventually developed a drinking problem and spent six months in prison after okay. being arrested for driving drunk without a license. All right. <laughs> His twin brother, Anthony, would also develop an alcohol problem, uh-huh. which would cost him his family and his career in public, in public relations.
1: public to throw that cantaloupe. It's coming.
2: Prior to Anthony's death, his ex-wife, Frances, would tend to his basic needs as she listened to him moaning about his brother's good fortune. Cantaloupe! <laughs> oh, my God. Um... There are a total of 6,469,952 spots in 101 Dalmatians.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of spots. (laughs) How many dogs is that? I don't know. I'm done with math. 101 Dalmatians. So... 101 dogs? (laughs) Well, no, I'm sorry. How many spots? Like, what's the... Hey, let's... Let's move on. Yeah, don't try and do it. You're
0: going to break your brain. Uh. Ironically,
2: Camillus' widow, also named Francis, says that he had been left, quote, disappointed and sad after being made aware that he had been plucked from his natural family. Quote, he would have liked to belong to them because they were artistic and interesting. Hmm. And as he grew up, he didn't have any brothers, sisters, aunts, or uncles, or a daddy, only her. Ooh. The end. Oh my God!
0: T.L. Travers kind of ruined the lives of two boys. <laughs> C- kinda
1: is an understatement. I
0: think it's funny that these twin boys on different continents—well, I guess not continents, different countries, different islands—different. They're far away from each yeah. other. Don't know each other. They both marry a Francis.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, they are Irish.
2: Catholic, God. you know. Yeah.
1: Francis, all one name. <laughs> Now, my theory on everything should be the same is does not apply to Scotland, England, Ireland. Wow, oddly enough,
2: that is that's
0: really funny awful. because those
1: need to be separate things. Those are more similar well, than Australia Scotland and Canada. And England is connected. I can't guess I'm okay with that. Scotland, Ireland is very different, is it though? Oh yeah, uh-huh. as it should be. That's not no. That nah. is not the same thing as England. Okay,
2: you're starting to sound like Pamela. <laughs> we're gonna just
0: call him p.l macmillan
1: well p.l travers is just a total jerk
0: yeah (laughs) he's falling asleep into his mic right now (laughs) i
1: don't like her
0: i don't like her either
2: there's not a lot to like no I mean, her character in the film is already insufferable, but at least she redeems herself in a lot of ways. Right. Totally. And she's played by Emma Thompson, who doesn't... I mean, like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. But, no, she kind of sucked. Very you know, enjoy watching Mary Poppins and saving Mr. Banks now.
1: Now, 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 now. I just went on a long rant about how it makes sense as a movie maker to make something written different. Right. Mm-hmm, I, just, mm-hmm. I just admit that now, how do you guys feel about this scenario where movie isn't even close to reality? Mm-hmm. It's a made up reality.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not even as though.
2: I think it's pretty fitting. Cause it's, it's similar. It's like, they put the Disney treatment on this one story, right? And they put the Disney treatment on this other story about that story.
1: It's sort of a, a meta inception, like that's the whole point of Disney storytelling, mm-hmm. is that it takes the most ideal, fantastical version of most things, right? Well, and, so and even puts like story. a
0: positive, yeah, happy spin on something that's really tragic,
1: yeah. Which is what Mary Poppins did. Like you yes. said, that's mm-hmm. what Mary Poppins did with her book. Yeah. Saving Mr. Banks did that with the story of making Mary Poppins mm-hmm. and Disney's and P.L. Travers' connection and relationship. So I guess it is fitting. Maybe it's actually genius in the end that they did it that way.
0: Well, and it's kind of kind that they yeah, actually... Um, they they made they, her yeah, They, they made, her made her better look than, look than she was. Totally. Because after she left Disney, went back to the UK. Yeah. She then continued to be awful and ru- and ru- kind of ruined the lives of two boys. So, you right. know, I mean, in the movie, it seems like she's had this enlightenment and wow. she's going to be more lighthearted and happy. But that is not the truth.
1: So basically the whole story of Disney courting her and like, when he goes to the UK, none of that happened.
2: None, none no. of it happened. None. Mm-mm.
1: The and only he, thing that happened was sh- she he, sold the rights in '61. Yeah, he
2: just washed his hands of her because she was a pain in the ass.
1: Because he's a businessman.
2: Well, I don't got time for this, Sherman's. Yeah. It's on you.
1: <laughs> or as Jay Z would say, "I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man." Okay, as we land this podcast ship. So Smooth and soft.
0: <laughs> what is happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, baby. Uh, it's time. It is that time, rather, of the week where we talk about things we like and recommend it to you. Okay, I'll go first. This one is a obvious guilty pleasure. And you know what it is. Don't say I it yet.
2: I do. I really do.
1: And I've been re-watching it, getting pumped for my business. And like, you know, like good know. Got energy. Okay. That is a stupid show entourage. Oh. It's, it's terrible. Yep. It's um Ashley has the perfect description of the show. It's Sex in the City for Men. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. especially the first couple seasons. It's like absurdly like a a boy's wet dream of what happens when you go to LA and make it big. Right. And then like it does mature a little bit, but it still it still stays in that like this is dreamland, Hollywoodland kind mm-hmm. of thing. But no, it's it's fun. And some of the characters are just so hilarious. Ari Gold's character is unbelievably funny. Yep. Lloyd, his assistant, is adorable and charming and great. And it, it gets me in a mood of like, don't take things too seriously. Mm-hmm. Just go. Go have fun. And especially with business or whatever your thing is that you're pursuing, that show does kind of motivate you to just go yeah, be and not overthink. So... Yeah, I definitely
0: watched that when it first came out and yeah, I haven't seen I it too. since. So I'm
1: rewatching it. It's, it's
0: yeah, great. Maybe it's time to give it a rewatch.
1: Season one and two, you got to just kind of get past it because it's so dated now. Yeah. It's like, I oh bet. my God. That's right. so, that was like 2003 or four, or whatever when yeah. it started. Like still baggy pants uh-huh. and like old flip phones. And, you know, it's a totally different time. But by, by like mid, because there's eight seasons. Mm-hmm. By like season five, it's really great. And, The guys start growing up, and Mm -hmm. you can't have the story where they all live together still because they're in their 30s. Yes. So, you know, they're, like, getting married and involving, like, Ari's wife and kids. Yeah, I don't think I ever
0: made it that far.
1: You'd like it immensely more past that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you could even just start at, like, season four, and you'd be
0: fine. (laughs) <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. You you'd get the gist. There's not that much of a story. No, there it's, is, but it's
1: yeah. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Every season there's a couple movies they make and the intergoings of that.
0: Alright. Um my recommendation is a new show that actually the first episode came out on Saturday. Ooh. So by the time this comes out, there will be two episodes, unless I'm doing my math wrong. Okay. Um it's called Somebody Somewhere. And Angie just recommended that to me. It's hmm. so cute. I don't know that. why it doesn't get great ratings. Although, now that I'm looking, it says 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. Which doesn't wow. make sense. Because there's when I looked before, it said 4.2 huh. out of 10. And I was like, what is that? That's nonsense. That happens
1: sometimes when they trickle drop yeah episodes. maybe that's It'll all it was yeah. like
0: and some critic yeah. gave it a bad review but it so doesn't actually represent Crit- how good reviews it is don't
1: matter it's the fan the audience review that matters
0: so the i'll just read the thing because um this is what this is what google has to say about it okay sam a true Kansan on the surface struggles to fit her hometown's mold grappling with loss and acceptance singing is her saving grace and leads her on a journey to discover herself and a community of outsiders who don't fit in and don't give up mm-hmm. um you know it's this woman she's uh from the small town in kansas actually from manhattan kansas okay and uh she is in the show choir in high school and is you know very successful in that it seems and now it's 30 years later or whatever she's a full-grown adult her sister has recently passed away and she's just sad she's so sad and this guy from high school who she doesn't even recognize comes up to her and is like oh my gosh i know who you are like i basically like fawns all over her you were my idol i loved Mm -hmm. your singing and blah 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 and takes her to meet his people and that doesn't give anything away because that is in the first five seconds oh, of wow. the show. But then you get to kind of see that, um, you know, she's going to find herself. And oh, cool! it's, you know, it's one of those feel good. There's not that much going on. Love it, it. It's a real easy watch. And love like it. I said, I've only seen the first episode because that's all that was out is out as of now.
1: I, I love those kind of shows, though, that just come out of nowhere. And they're n- it's not like... I don't know. It's not super complicated. It's just no, a good story.
0: It's a good story yeah. and it's well acted. And the guy that plays her new friend is so great. Where His name's Jeff this? Hiller. Uh, great Hulu? question.
1: Because you said it's being released every week. That's typically...
0: It's, it's Hulu or HBO. Or HBO. It's, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Highly recommend it. Um, that it. could change after I see the second episode, but... For
1: now, you like HBO. it? For now... watch it what do you got
2: ash i have an animal hero of the week as you do and i'm just going to read this article from guinnessworldrecords.com okay because i just i kept thinking about like okay i'll just shorten into this and i find new details about this animal's life that i'm just like i have to talk about that of course (laughs) so the title of the article is 190 year old jonathan becomes world's oldest tortoise ever no way how old 190
0: Oh, I can see oh a picture of him, and God. he's just ancient. Oh, he
1: looks exactly what you'd think a 190 year old tortoise would look like. <laughs> <laughs> 190.
2: So, Jonathan was previously the world's oldest living land animal, sure. but has earned another Guinness World Records title. Celebrating his 190th birthday this year, he is now the oldest tortoise ever. His official record title is Oldest Chelonian? Colon- Chelonian?
1: Sure.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm not a biologist. Why would you be? A category which encompasses all turtles, terrapins, and tortoises. Wow. Jonathan has come through the winter well, as per an update from the St. Helena government. He grazes well now, but is unaware of food if we simply place it on the ground. (laughs) The veterinary section is still feeding him by hand once a week to boost his calories, vitamins, minerals, and trace elements as he is blind and has no sense of smell.
1: Oh, buddy. How long are they expected to live?
2: I don't know. Um, his herring, though, is excellent, and he loves the company of humans and responds well to his vet, Joe Hollins's voice, as he associates him with a feast. <laughs> <laughs> the previous oldest, whatever that word was, was Tui Malila, a radiated tortoise that lived to be at least 188 presented to the royal family of tonga by captain cook circa 1777 tui malila remained in their care until its death in 1965 jonathan is believed to have been born circa 1832 holy crap god his age is an estimation based on the fact that he was fully mature and hence at least 50 years old when he arrived in saint helena from the seychelles in 1882 at least 50 in 1882.
1: Oh my God.
2: In all likelihood, he is even older than we think. His estimated age was further supported when an old photograph taken between 1882 and 1886 was uncovered. It shows a fully grown Jonathan grazing on some grass in the garden of the Plantation House, the residence of the governor of St. Helena, where John Jonathan has spent most of his life. Jonathan? And then here's the picture of him on the plantation. Whoa.
0: Jeez. Whoa.
2: That's, that's He's wild. lived
0: during three centuries. I, yeah, wow. there's a there's a nice little
2: rundown at the end that's like really cool. That's so, insane. Um, wait, 1830 something you said? Yeah, born yeah, 1832 ish.
1: Think of all the the moments oh, yeah. in human history. Oh yeah,
2: give it a second. So since Jonathan was gifted to Sir William Sir William Gray Wilson all those years ago, 31 more governors have come and gone. <gasps> Jonathan is still plodding around the same grounds today where he enjoys the company of three other giant tortoises, David, Emma, and Fred. (laughs) I love
0: these names.
2: (laughs) Jonathan's vet, Joe Holland, says he is a local icon, symbolic of persistence in the face of change. (laughs) Um, Jonathan has lived through some major human milestones, such as 1838, the first photograph of a person was taken. (sighs) 1876.
1: So he, he's from a time where no one could even take a photograph of him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. He was six years old at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 1876, the first telephone call was made. 1878, the first incandescent light bulb was invented. Unreal. 1887, the Eiffel Tower, the world's tallest iron structure, was completed. Wow. 1903, the first power-driven flight took to the skies flown by the Wright Brothers. 1969 Neil Ar- Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin become the first people on the moon.
1: They skipped a lot in between that. Yeah, but, they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- all the wars, yeah, but
2: as the, the world around speed. him evolved and advanced, Jonathan remained the same. To this day his main interests are sleeping, eating and mating. <laughs> he still mates? Yeah.
1: He still gets down? Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> According to
2: Vet Joe, Jonathan enjoys the sun, but on very hot days takes to the shade. On mild days, he will sunbathe, his long neck and legs stretched fully out of his shell to absorb the heat and transfer it to his core. Cool. When it's cold, the world's oldest tortoise prefers to dig himself into a leaf mold or grass clippings and remain there all day. He burrows.
0: Same. I get it. I get it.
2: Despite some of his senses failing him now, such as his sight and smell, Jonathan still seems to have plenty of energy left. In spite of his age, Jonathan still has a good libido and is seen frequently to mate with Emma and sometimes Fred. Cool! (laughs) Animals Uh. are often not particularly gender-sensitive. Nice! (laughs) Among Jonathan's favorite foods are cabbage, cucumber, carrot, apple, and other seasonal fruits. He loves banana, but tends to gum up his mouth. Lettuce hearts, (laughs) though not very nutritious, are favorable we wish Jonathan a very happy 190th year full of his favorite treats.
1: Oh, Holy cow.
2: Wow.
1: What a legend. Get it, buddy. Yeah, dude. That's in Australia, you said? Did I hear that completely wrong? Qu- Queensland or something? Nope. Anyone?
0: I don't remember. I think you did say Queensland. That would be
2: Australia.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> Clearly, we don't know what we're talking about, but. Waiting on
1: Ash. Just I don't know the answer. Concerned face she's looking i want to update you guys she's typing she's searching
2: Dude, oh my god i just typed jonathan the tortoise and the thing that google recommended me was jonathan the tortoise gay <laughs>
1: <laughs> well he's bounding fred
2: uh right? where is he
1: well sorry
2: this I mean, is you're thought, ruining everything thought you had it That's saint okay. helena I, I don't know
1: saint helena
2: tropical island south pacific cool okay
1: cool all right shall we salute him jonathan Jonathan, we
0: We salute salute you you. what
1: a cool guy
0: hey we did it we did it we're back we're back and uh thanks for listening to another episode of disney dependent see See you real soon. soon
1: You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent,
0: And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com.
1: This podcast is produced by Producer Ash.
0: The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram.
1: This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at deanna underscore chapman and this has been a team dynamite goat production all right well thank you for listening to the show and we'll be back here next week